Good morning to all of our listeners. I'm Yossi Dan, and today we are having a special edition of our podcast in English for our listeners overseas, hosting a very special guest, Mr. Tal Katran. Tal is an accelerator guru and a serial accelerator builder. Tal is meeting about 300 startups a year and consulting for hundreds in this area while establishing up until now seven accelerators and mentoring many others. currently also overseas. So first, I want to thank you, Tal, for joining our show. Thank you very much for hosting me. It's a great pleasure. Okay, so Tal, the first question I would like to start with is that Israel is considered by many as a startup nation. Uh, why do you think is that? Well, I think it's uh, uh, something that You can see now a heritage in our history. Actually, um, Israel started, Israel started um, when Theodore Herzl actually stood on Basel on the balcony and announced to the world in 1898 that uh, the, the Jews should have their own, their own state. But it took 50 years, uh, took 50 years until the year 1948 when Ben-Gurion, our first prime minister, Uh, actually um, established uh, Israel and now look at it as a startup well it started with a guy that had a vision that had an idea very much like every other startup starts uh, with this CEO this visionary this dreamer that has a, an amazing idea but most probably he's lacking the right tools to actually move from that stage of thought to the actual action. Well, then he needs his partner. His partner will be the CTO. In our case, it was Ben-Gurion, the doer that helped the streamer um, move into action. So in that regard, Israel is a lot, a lot to do as a state, very much like a startup. Um, like every startup, we actually fight to survive on a daily basis because of our good neighbors, uh, this and that. without going into further details. And we are also raising money, which is also true. We raise money from the United States, very much right. like every Israeli startup raises money from the United States. I mean, every Israeli startup wants to um, actually develop into uh, the U.S. So in all these regards, um, Israel per se is a startup nation. It is a startup by itself. One other thing is just to say, that um, this industry um, really grew up a lot with the help of our government. Now, our government invests like any other investor would invest in a startup looking, first of all, to see the ROI, the return on investment. Here in Israel, as the government knows, every, I would say, about two, two years at least, We have what is called a unicorn, huge exit over $1 billion. Right. Well, those uh, companies that do the exit pay taxes. This is how Israel, the government, gets their money back. So it is not like it's throwing away money without actually being concerned on how to get it back. It knows it will get it back through taxes. And again, very much like Israel. All the environment, this ecosystem of startups having to survive, having to raise money and looking for an investor and an investor which is interested in getting his money back. Of course, he's interested that the startup will also succeed. In all those senses, Israel as a culture, as a DNA is very much so, meaning a startup nation. 
Okay, so Israel uh, entrepreneurs are considered uh, uh, successful. Uh, is there any unique DNA feature you, you can point out? This is a great question. I've been asked this like uh, many times. And um, my view on things is the following. First of all, um, Israelis at a ver- very young um, age are in a way uh, educated to, to understand that the word startup just means something new or something innovative, meaning if you were to turn to my kids, my young kids, my youngest, Tamar, is five years old, and you were to show her something new that she hasn't seen so far, instead of saying, wow, that's new, this, this is innovative, she'll say, wow, dad, that's like a startup. It is new. Yeah, so right. culturally, we're already using the term um, a startup. Second, as you know, um, uh, military in Israel is mandatory from the age of 18, meaning um, young teenagers in a very young age need to take life and death decisions by themselves. You cannot, first of all, find it anywhere other, in, in any other uh, place in the world that people get, young people get those uh, uh, dilemmas on a daily basis. And you know what? Once you deal with taking risks like being in the, in, in the military, well, maybe some will tell you to actually to live in Israel is not that easy in that regard, okay? Right. But, but still, taking risks is something that every entrepreneur needs to understand. This is part of his life. Well, statistics show that four out of a hundred, about 95, 94% of startups will actually fail. They will not succeed. Just think about it. This is like the riskiest job on earth. Right. And still people do it. 2015, last year, was a year that we um, um, 1,500 new startups opened in Israel. Think about the numbers that are going to fail and still people do it. They read the paper, they sit on the internet, people lecture to them on and still they go ahead, take the risk and open a new store. And it's also pay off also, you know, for all the, the, the bodies that invest in those startups, either it's uh, private investors, VCs, the governmental agencies that investing in startups. Eventually, even if it's small, relatively small percentage of successful startups, at the end of the day, it still pays off to all of those investors. Well, first of all, it's, it's right. It's correct. Um, as, as I hear many times from entrepreneurs actually um, raising money and looking for money, and this like, sh- just point me to where the money is. Well, it's a problem. Uh, money is there, but on the other hand stands uh, an investor. And the investors turn to me and say, you know what? There's like hundreds, if not thousands of startups. Just bring me one good, like a good one. So the same way as entrepreneurs are looking for money and find it very difficult to raise money, the same way as investors that want to give the money looking for good startups. So the, the thing is to, to connect between the two. And I think that if we will talk in a few minutes about acceleration programs and incubator, well, that is the place where probably they will meet. 
Okay, this is the importance right. of those programs in general. So, just to, to a quick over again on on the DNA part, it is um, having a successful startup has a lot to do with your team, which you need to raise when you are penniless. You need to turn to people and say, "Work for me for free." Okay, but it happens. Okay, this is the industry. You show them vision; they believe you. They believe in what you believe in, and they get into the program, and they are part of, of your company, and that will, of course, help you succeed, okay? You need to have a team, but you need to realize also that along the team, you need technology. You need to sit day and night and, and develop your technology. Stop being a PowerPoint startup. That will get you nowhere. To continue on moving around and showing PowerPoint presentations, Back in the years of the bubble, it worked. It doesn't work anymore today. You need to have technology. If you have technology and you have a great team, then, well, then look for your target audience. Look for your target market. See that people are actually interested. Now, most most time I ask entrepreneurs, tell me, um, what do people think about your startup? It's like ama- they say it is amazing. And I'm saying, who did you ask? Well, he says, all my friends. Well, all your (laughs) friends, that's not your target audience. This is like laughable, of course. You need to go to your real customers and ask them. First of all, ask them, would they uh, look at it as a need that they know it's a need for them? A, B, would they use it? Three, would they pay for it? Just $1 a month, would they pay for it? And see what the answers are. Okay, but you need very quick to meet your um, to meet your audience, to meet your, your target market. Back then, you mentioned about accelerators and incubators. Can you tell us what is actually an accelerator or incubator and what should be the consideration going to one or another? Yeah, so um, incubators are often re- referred to, well, I'm talking about, of course, in Israel, uh, as the program of our um, chief scientists. Uh, those programs are for about two years. Uh, you get some funding, about half a million to $750,000 from the chief scientist. And, of course, the company that runs the uh, the incubator. And at that time, you get money. Actually, the money would uh, fit your development. And that that's about it. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but it, is, it comes in a very uh, early stage, like your seed money. Um, to get things going, okay? So in those programs, you'll get an office, this and that. This is an incubator. Not so different from this are the accelerators. Now, an acceleration program, uh, well, the purpose is to accelerate, move faster, meaning uh, they are much shorter. They are about four to six months. Uh, Some cases, they offer office space. Some cases, just uh, meet up. Um, like um, every week or every two weeks, depends. You get a, a lot of mentoring there. It is much more personal, I would say, that you like you almost work one-on-one with different mentors. You get a lot of, a lot of lecturing about uh, legal stuff, about uh, finance, about um, uh, marketing, this and that again. You get a lot, of, a lot of tips, how to do your presentation right, how to do some st- uh, storytelling. So, uh, But in most cases, you will not get any money. 
But in a way, eventually, um, the accelerator or incubator, in a way, they trying to help you raise money for your uh, uh, yeah, all, venture. Yeah, all, right? all the programs are for this, as for the raising, raising money, meaning they uh, will, of course, assist you with their networking to, to meet either uh, angel investors or um, any financial, like VCs, any financial uh, uh, institute that is relevant to this industry, they will help you. This is on the money side. And of course, also on the marketing part. I mean, they can uh, introduce you to cu- potential customers right. or, or partners. Okay, this, this they will do. So in any case, uh, you get a lot of tool. You get a great toolbox in all of the programs I know. And in Israel, we have like, I don't know, 70, 80, you play with the number, much less. I mean, the rest of the world is, is in, like in numbers, uh, much less than ours, but it is developing wherever I see it, wherever I go around the world, more and more programs open with the understanding of um, the tools, the toolbox, okay, that they want to offer their entrepreneurs. And in Israel, you can find uh, a specific startup like taking part in two or three programs at the same time, which which I adore. I mean, if you've got the time, great. You'll get more and more experience in a very short time, okay? You, uh, and again, I want just to suggest, go to an accelerator. Take the time. Learn. Learn and practice acceleration program that will get you inside a specific schedule. You will not, it's like, like, it's not like you're on your own doing whatever you want. Okay. You are in a specific program with people like you with getting a lot of mentoring and help. I recommend, I daily recommend this to any startup. Do that. So. Tal, you, you, you've been mentoring so many entrepreneurs and helped uh, building so many accelerators. You've been in this area for quite some time. Which mistakes do you see entrepreneurs are often doing? Uh, that's like the $1 million question. More tips. Yeah, I love this, this, this question and I would warmly recommend the audience uh, to listen well. First of all, there are a lot of people that lecture about this question. You can find them on, on right. YouTube, everywhere. I will really recommend to people listen more and more. You cannot get but enough of this. now you are with us and we would like to hear it from you. Yeah, but I'm giving some credit to my colleagues <laughs> worldwide. I know it's, yeah. So, okay. I'll tell you what I see. Um, and you know what? Um, even for me, for myself, when I answer this question, it is like, uh, depends on, on the time in the day that you would ask me, okay? It depends yeah. if I'm just finished uh, a meeting with a startup or just finished another session in one of my acceleration programs, then it will like differ. My, my answer will be different, but it will have the same ingredients. Well, I think, and this time I would start first of all with, with the, um, with the entrepreneurs themselves. Um, Okay, running a startup, building a startup, running a startup is much more than having um, the PowerPoint presentation in the beginning, finding yourself an acceleration program, and doing an exit. It is much more complex than that. First of all, statistically, what we have uh, known today, that the life cycle that it takes from this idea to evolve into 
what it will be in the end, uh, a running startup, this and that, and maybe to exit in the end, is about eight to ten years of your life. If you understand this, you must be ready to be mostly poor for a very long time, running uh, on your own uh, assets, I mean, on your own money, on your own time, this, okay? You would see some difference than we, we used to say, you, you bootstrap and you're sitting in your garage. Well, today it's very different because you sit in WeWork, you sit right. in Mindspace. You, so now you have those places to sit in. You those don't sit in your places. garage. Right. Yeah, you don't sit in your garage anymore. That, that's the honest truth, okay? Right. Uh, you sit there because you have a whole ecosystem. You sit there because you're bettering your odds to meet people, to meet your next CTO, to meet your next investor. Exactly. All the networking that you get in those exactly. places. So this is why you're there. Of course, it, it, it costs money, but you will probably find this money if you're serious, of course. If your startup is your business, okay? It is not something that is like you have your own work, this and that, and it is very difficult to go this way. So... You need to be there. You need to do some efforts and, and be there. So um, I see a lot of uh, uh, mistakes done by, by uh, I think it's more in, in the way of thinking that, okay, so I got into an acceleration program. It's like everything freezes. Time stops for a startup when it gets into uh, an acceleration program. Very different from its actual cause. I mean, I want to accelerate you. You need to work on everything faster. Right. The only thing working is you thinking you're going to get money. And you think, yeah, well, I got into a program. They have all these networking and connections. Probably just give me two, three, four months and I'm there. I'm going to get to the demo day. I'm going to raise the money. Well, the honest truth, no one raises money on a demo day. No one. Okay, it takes time. On on an acceleration program, you get a lot of tools how to do things right. It helps you a lot. Okay, it gives you great networking, but it doesn't give you what you need in the end, which is raising money. This you do first of all on your own. Okay, but you cannot stop doing something all the time. This is developing your technology. If you freeze over and you're not moving your technology forward during the program. Okay, you're doing a big, big, tremendous mistake. Okay, M put aside the PowerPoint for a minute. Okay, put aside your business plan, your executive summary, your one pager, your website, your whatever, your business cards. Do technology, have one or two people do the technology. Okay, and you work on finding money. But this is what you do. You don't bring your CTO with you to, in, to a meeting with an investor. You learn your technology almost as good as your CTO. And you need to be able to present it to your investor. Okay? Work your, this is what you do. You divide the roles. You do bring you money. He does technology. You're in an acceleration program. You don't need to be there, two of you, unless it's an office space which you work in, okay? But if you're just participating, you need to be there. Your CTO needs to be somewhere um, developing your technology. I see a lot of time people uh, throwing estimates which are like out of this world. Um, yeah, well, I think that my uh, uh, target market is, uh, and they throw 
billions and they throw uh, potential users. The numbers are sometimes, if not every time, so far from reality, but it takes time to, for them to, to know, okay? This is a newsflash for entrepreneurs. If you develop a mobile app, the fact that people in the world have about, I don't know, 20, 100 billion smartphones, it is not, does not mean that your target market, your potential market is 10 billion users. The, the fact that you're having an app and you think that everyone is going to use your app is, is ridiculous. It's not going to happen, okay? So you need to be more realistic because in the end, on those numbers, you are raising money from someone who willing to give you the money, okay? But you need to get your numbers right in regards to your target market, mainly in regards to the money you're raising in the time of delivery, you cannot develop something in two, three months. It is a joke. It does not have work like this. So you need to give yourself some more time. You need to be realistic on the money that you are raising. You need to be realistic on your target or your potential market. Okay, all these numbers needs to be uh, seen and reviewed by, by professionals, meaning people with much more experience than than you have. Find them. Find those people. Interest them in your startup. Interest them in yourself and in your startup, in your technology. Show them that you know to develop the technology, that you show and look at the market. Now say, okay, this is my program, just a few numbers. What do you think about it? Well, you will find that people, once you don't ask them for money, just for help and opinion, they will be very helpful. They will be doing, uh, you know, whatever they can just to help you as long as you don't ask for money, okay? <laughs> so be smart. Okay. You don't have always to ask for money. Sometimes a good advice will be worth much more money than you will ever, ever in your life raise. Okay? But in any case, this, the, what you just suggested is helping them to mitigate risk by uh, building confidence that you have the right people, you have a technology that you already done the first steps, uh, building it, etc., Right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And again, this can be taught. This is something you're not born with. I mean, as right. as brilliant entrepreneur that you are, this is something that needs to be taught. This is something that comes from experience. This is most of the time very uh, individual. It is specific to someone. Okay. I'm saying share. I'm saying be open. I'm saying talk to people. Get out of the office. Okay. Do some lean startup. Don't right, stay in the office. Right. Walk around. Ask your audience. Ask your your market. Yeah, you should ask your friends. Okay, but you don't rely on one. They, they just for the simple. They are friends. They want to help you. They will not say bad things. Okay, your mother and father probably think you're like the brilliant startup ever, and you're a great guy. This will get you nowhere. Go out there. If you have a product, I see many times um, more talks about how do I uh, uh, um, make sure about my IP not being stolen or do I have a provisional or a PCT or a patent or this and that. And that stops many entrepreneurs from actually going ahead and putting their, their, their uh, product in the market. I'm saying different. 
I'm saying if you can give me a rule, a, a real um, evidence that someone that you know, that knows someone, that knows someone, like five or six times away from you, someone that can tell you that he actually knows about a startup that showed something to someone and he stole his idea. That's one in a gazillion times. Right. Probably no one will steal it because they don't have this fire in your eyes, your ambition, your knowledge of the market, of the need and this and that to go ahead and say, wow, we're going to take this idea and do it ourselves. It probably in most cases, I'm not saying this is like a lifetime guarantee, but I'm saying things in reality work different. If you're ready to go on the market with your MVP, you do it. You do it. You get on the market. You throw it up forward and you say, this is my statement and start getting feedbacks. You know, sometimes your feedbacks be like disappear. Your feedback with this is like freaking stupid. No one uses it. No one needs it. While you think like the world is just expecting it. In reality, no one's going to use it. So go ahead. Right. And it's very hard to... to To discuss about something with someone without sharing uh, your idea I mean when I was uh, sales and business business development at IBM uh, I was meeting uh, many startups who wanted to uh, do some kind of strategic partnership with us and uh, I, from time to time I was meeting entrepreneurs who meet us and And uh, when we wanted to speak about the idea, so they wanted to, to sign an NDA even before starting to speak about the idea. So I told them, listen, uh, uh, you can tell me about your idea without getting too much into details, but just the overall idea. And it was very hard to try to build some kind of partnership with them without uh, sharing their ideas. And I totally agree with you that I, I can hardly believe that if you have an idea, something that you can risk all you have to, to go after your dream and to, uh, to execute your plan in order to, to achieve your goals and to, to get your, uh, where you want to go with your dream. And uh, I can hardly believe that someone will risk all that he has To, to achieve in your dream. I mean, there's not many out there that believe in your dream more than you are believing it. So uh, I, I really believe in sharing. Of course, uh, if you have uh, something that you eventually planning to, to sign, uh, to have an IP on that, uh, something that is very unique uh, from a technological perspective, then uh, you don't have to share too much and get too much into details, but sharing your ideas is something that's very impo important and also very important to get uh, the feedback from people that surround you, especially that, those that are very professional and, and uh, been there, done that uh, like you, uh, uh, to get their feedback and to see how they can help or give you an idea Uh, not doing uh, the same mistake that they did when they started uh, get got into this world of entrepreneurship so so the last question for this part I would like to ask you is uh, these days you are working on a very big accelerator in the area of homeland security can you tell us a bit about it uh, yeah actually um, 
We're about to uh, open a new program, uh, June, maybe uh, July, and its uniqueness, first of all, would be that it will um, specifically um, uh, deal with, uh, as you said, defense and homeland security uh, startups. And we are aiming it to be uh, for startups in, a, I would say, a bit later stage than, again, coming with us with a PowerPoint. It would not work. We want something right. tangible, at least an MVP. And um, we will assist, again, I think, quite different from current uh, programs that deal less with the technology part, meaning um, they don't... They, they deal more with, as I said, the uh, the uh, financial, the the uh, uh, legal, this and that. We will be also um, pushing ahead technology. We would like to be able to deploy um, uh, the technology being brought by the startup during the program itself. Okay, um, so we will be bringing the customers. It will be our major part. What to actually bring customers uh, to those uh, startups. We have great sponsors being um, IAI, Israeli Aerospace Industries, um, Elbit through uh, Incubit, their chief scientist uh, uh, incubator. We have Verint, and we will soon have some foreign, country, uh, foreign companies also investing, very well-known, very big ones. Um, we have also um, the support of HFN, Herzog Fox Neman uh, law firm, uh, with us, with the uh, biggest high-tech division of all the law firms I know here in, here in Israel, and with the speciality of dealing with uh, 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 military uh, technology. Um, this is one. And we will have also uh, Poalim Hightech with us. The Poalim okay. Hightech division uh, will be also um, helping us on that regard. And probably some, some more that we will um, very uh, close to finalizing. And um, as I said, um, the problem of everyone, you know, is finding customers. And we have a huge yeah. database uh, which was collected over years by um, IHLS, which is a company that does a lot of the military and defense uh, conferences here in Israel. Very well known, number one, I think, in Israel. And um, they have now a huge database of, um, of companies worldwide wanting, asking for information about the industry here in Israel, about the startups, about technology, as I said. And we will do uh, we will do the connection. As, uh, as I always say, if you're a startup and want to raise money and you will turn to an investor, make sure you have a customer with you. So make sure you turn to an investor when you have a customer. Most probably, you will raise the money. Otherwise, you will tell your investor, listen, I'm going to take some of the money and do marketing. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what are you exactly marketing? You have an MVP. You're marketing what? Ah, so you're looking for a customer. Okay, so we will bring you this customer, and with him, we will go to the investor. Okay? Right. There is a plan that we'll have our own fund, but that will be uh, down the road, as I say. We'll have our own investment fund as part of the program. It will be in Tel Aviv. We have office space. It is part of the the, the whole uh, program. So, 
Okay, so I'm sure because we have a lot of listeners out of Israel, I'm sure that many of the entrepreneurs out there are asking themselves if they have a startup that relates to this area of homeland security, can they get into these accelerators or is it only for Israel, startups from Israel? Actually, since this was already announced over a month ago, uh, we are actually getting applications from countries around the world, which is oh, really? amazing. No one really waited for me to, um, to answer it, but they went ahead and started sending the application. So we do have applications from overseas. We have not started yet to sort you know, and decide uh, who, will t- who will get to the stage where we do the interviews. But again, if you're willing to come to Israel, our program is open for everyone. <laughs> okay, sounds great. Okay, so let's take a little break and when we come back, we speak a bit about you. Okay, Tal, let's uh, talk a bit about you. Can you tell us when your romance with the entrepreneur world started? Um, actually, it would, I would say it started um, maybe six or seven years ago when I started, um, first of all, my interest in, in startups in, in general. And it was not, I would say, straight away with actually... Um, sitting or meeting the startup, it was more about um, giving some consultancy to small companies, small companies in Israel, um, like, I don't know, five people, 20 people that wanted some uh, business development, wanted some uh, uh, marketing channels. While I was still working in the company that I was uh, in the group, which I managed for, for many years, and I started meeting people. And uh, you know what? Like they listened, they, they practiced what I said. It didn't work. So I did a little, little more. But actually, I would say in 2012 was my actual, uh, uh, I launched myself towards um, um, doing the first acceleration uh, program that I'm that I, um, part of and meeting the startups. And since then, it, 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 grow, it grows and grows. It increases. So this is where I started. I started not so many years ago, but um, the intensity is enormous. I meet about 300 startups. I meet, which I meet them like eye to eye. I sit with 300, but wow. I talk to, I don't know, billion maybe startups here in Israel and overseas as well. A lot of uh, incubations, a lot of uh, hubs, even working with some uh, um commercial or uh, economy offices of governments that want some help with monetizing or with uh, commercializing their startups in their countries. So I'll do a lot of that as well. Well, interesting. So something that uh, our listeners, uh, I guess, uh, don't know about you is that you have a very nice family, three amazing children and a gorgeous wife who is also happen to be a professional p- photographer. Is there something special you are doing with your children so they will be entrepreneurs when they grow up? Something uh, special in the education? 
Yeah, well, um, that's that's an, an interesting uh, question. Um, I'm not sure I'm doing something uh, specifically, although, you know, they grow up again. You grow up in Israel, you hear a lot about it. In, in our home, you, you hear even more. I was just sitting um, yesterday for like two hours until, uh, until dinner with um, a startup that takes part in one of the, uh, my acceleration programs and actually is about to uh, fly next uh, week to a competition called Pioneers mm. in Europe, uh, in yeah. Vienna. And uh, I was like sitting with him and doing, you know, going over the presentation, seeing the videos, having him doing the, the lecture over and over again. And, you know, my kids are all around. I mean, they're sitting in the living room. This is where we sit. And they hear it and they come over and they look at the laptop and they see the videos. And they don't understand much of the English, of course, because they're still very young. But it is all around them, I think. Right. And in that uh, perspective, I, I know that they are very, very aware. Okay, they're very aware that daddy is doing something with startups. They don't know exactly what, but they meet a lot of them because we, from time to time, uh, host them here in our home to doing some uh, photography session. That Karen is taking pictures and getting things ready. She's also a graphic designer, and me. I train them. I'm, I'm sitting with them, running over the um, the slides, the business plan, their one pagers. So it's fun here in general. It's always fun. Okay. So what uh, do you like to do when you are not helping startups get where they where they want? First of all, I believe in giving some back. You know, to to maybe you are doing only helping startups. I mm. mean. <laughs> First of all, I do a lot of that, and I want to give some kids. back to the. Um, to uh, to the ecosystem first of all i think there is in this ecosystem in israel especially yes it, it is i don't know there's no other word than like awesome like amazing i mean just the amount of conferences meetups that you have in one day okay it's like a whole year in another country i mean the numbers you can be in and out of conferences and meetups and, and demo days in Israel. And I can just, you know, live somewhere else, never coming home, just running from one meeting to another. Right. This is amazing. Here it's on a daily basis. It's on an hourly basis. Hourly on a basis. minute, it's like all around us. Yeah. A, B, there are a lot of mentors and a lot of, uh, of my colleagues, which are like, I think, brilliant people, really brilliant before everything, very professional. And I want to give them, you know, some credit because they are me like them. We are all part of this ecosystem. What I do in the rest of the time, well, I travel a lot around the world giving lectures and workshops. But again, that with, that is with startups. I'm also doing some uh, marketing and business development for a government-owned conglomerate here in Israel. I cannot talk about, about it too too much. Okay. Um and um, I work a lot with youth, with teenagers. Again, it's entrepreneurship. What can I say? It's like all over me. But uh, right. I do also a lot of, of, of that as well. And um, what else? Do I have any hobbies? Well, listen, I'm, I'm a naval commander. I sail from time to time oh. on yachts with, with friends. This I also do when, when I get the time. And I think for me, in the end, it's a lot about meeting people. I like to share 
I like to, to hear opinions. I like to hear opinions as much as I can from wherever in the world I can, you know. Um, a lot of time on emails, a lot of time on the internet, you know, exchanging opinions, um, right. helping, consulting, giving advice. Um, this is like much of who I am. Okay. Sailing sounds a lot of fun. Um, let's go again for a short break uh, and when we come back we will hear uh, some more tips for entrepreneurs. Okay, Tal, we are about to end our interview and the last question I wanted to ask you is since this is a special edition that will be broadcast worldwide, I would like to dedicate uh, this last question to our foreign audience. So um, you've been traveling around the globe during the last year, delivering lectures and workshops in Eastern Europe and Far East, and also meeting uh, many uh, foreign delegations, uh, visiting Israel. Do you have any tips you can share with our audience overseas? Um, great questions. First of all, because we're about to finish, uh, Yossi, I want to say something uh, personal. And since we're talking about uh, startups, um, I think this is a great opportunity saying that since this is the first uh, version uh, of English that we do, right. well, that would you consider in Israel a startup. This is a startup. Okay. And I think that the uh, the idea of you now turning and you know um, sounding the voice of Israel overseas, I know and I, as I say as you said, uh, which is right, I meet a lot of foreign delegations and I'm traveling around. People are look really looking up to to Israel to um, to learn, to break the code of what we do here and how successful it is. Since we are a nation of 68 years old, running currently 6,000 uh, startups here in Israel. And um, we've raised about $5 billion last year for funding for startups. We have done exits in over $9 billion. The wow. numbers are staggering um, in every estimate. I mean, whomever you would ask. And I think, again, that... Um, we are about sharing. We are very interested to spread the word about what we do and how we do it. And I think that this this uh, 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 program, this you know, your, your show now, I think it is um, goes hand in hand with this agenda, you know, of, of right. sharing and broadcasting Israel worldwide. Uh, so first of all, again, thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for the nice wording to be uh, <laughs> on your on this debut of this this program. Now, to the question itself, I think and I do recommend that um, entrepreneurs, if they get the opportunity to um, mix, to get involved, to to exchange opinions and and thoughts with Israelis, I recommend they do that. A, B. If they have an ability, since they sit maybe in a, in a, a co-sharing space and invite uh, Israeli startups to sit with them for a period of, let's say, two months even is enough, or make the effort and come here to Israel. 
here in Israel in the last, I would say, um, two years, more and more foreign hubs, foreign acceleration programs are opening. We have a Chinese accelerator, a Japanese accelerator here in Israel. There's a new uh, program in new Austrian program, soon an Indian accelerator will be here. So those uh, initiatives of understanding that the way to get mixed with the Israelis and learning this DNA and culture and this and that is just, just to come over. So please, we invite you to come over to Israel and take part in what we do here. I think this this is like my, my first tip ever, always would be, to get involved with, with Israel and with the Israelis. This is one. Second is, allow yourself to take a risk. Allow yourself to be more open. Allow yourself to fail. One of the things that we show as an industry being successful is that more than numbers of success, not statistics, reality, we have more failures here. But we share, we talk about it. It is not something we're ashamed of. We see right. it as part of success that we are also failing. But we are sharing the reasons for the failure. We're trying to understand why and do better next time. Every investor in Israel would ask you, tell me about a success story, but talk, talk to me about failure. Listen, if you have failed with your first and with your second and even with your third startup, you fell on the floor, everything was broken to pieces, but you stood up back again and you started something new, You're a, first of all, you're a different person now. Second, you have learned. It says something about your stamina, about your way of thinking, about your inner power even, okay? This sends out energy. This says something about you. You are different than other people. So do fail. Fail and talk about it. Share. Open. Take the risk. Don't be scared. I mean, again, the, the more chances that you are failing, okay? So don't that don't let that, you know, stop you in your way to being successful. Have a good team. Work on your team. I can tell you that seeing uh, startups overseas, I see most uh, a lot of technology they do great, great technology, but I think they need to work more on their monetization and commercialization capabilities. In general, business. They need to learn more how to do business. Okay, um, I would I would end here. I think these are very important tips. I hope I helped some, and I want to thank you again for this opportunity to be here on on this show. Um, share it with with you know now a huge huge audience is going to listen. It's in English, which people understand. I thank you again very much, Yossi. Okay, Tal. Thank you very much for finding the time coming to our show, sharing your knowledge and experience with our listeners. I really, really appreciate it. I would also like to thank our listeners being with us. Enjoy the rest of your week and hope you'll be with us in our next chapter.